Welcome back to a Sword Star Wars book club with Matt Lehman. Hi, Matt. Hello. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. You bet. We are in Chapter 12 of Red Rising by Pierce Brown, and Chapter 12 is called The Carving. And here's my synopsis. Darrow goes from red to gold. No, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler free. (laughs) Um, I hope you read this (laughs) chapter already. (laughs) Darrow goes from red to gold. (laughs) <laughs> maybe maybe um <clears throat> so basically the carving we find out is just like a ton of surgeries it's like reconstructive right. plastic surgery but you're turning a mouse into a lion right like it'd really be like that significant right um and just the in the last chapter mickey kind of described a little bit of what they're gonna have to do but this goes into a lot more detail i remember reading this for the first time and like feeling kind of sick yeah about all the stuff he's describing yeah um and yeah so it starts off the first sentence is my life becomes agony yeah. <laughs> and he goes on to say everything else that uh is going on but the carving is such an interesting thing um because it's like they have to do i think he might mention this at some point but they have to do all this to make him mm-hmm. um a gold and a gold. i think he even says um oh yeah so he's like hating himself more and more the longer it goes on because he's losing parts of himself right yeah and one part that um he says um mickey says to him um oh okay so let me back up a little bit darrow is like he's going through all this he like died at one point and then he was like in a coma for several weeks and it's just like constant pain and agony and like Mickey's there like telling him stories, trying to get him through it. And then they finally get through like the worst of it. And um, uh, Darrow says, so I'm not going to die here. Mickey's like, no, we're beyond that. Um, I've turned a man into God, red into gold. Even your wife would not recognize you. And I'm sure Mickey's like proud of that, right? right. But like to Darrow, that's, he says, that is all I've ever feared. Right. So even with this, like, yes, he's still Daryl on the inside, but on the outside, it's not, he doesn't feel like himself at all. Right. And then shortly after that, um, he says that he gets new eyes and he says, with the new eyes, I see things I could not, elements are clear, sharper, and more painful to bear. Um, I hate this process. All it is is confirmation of the su- superiority of the golds. It takes all this to make me their physical equal. No wonder we serve them. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting to hear him say that, especially for someone who hates the golds so much, to be like, okay, I'm kind of understanding why they rule the solar system because, like, this is I'm faking it, mm-hmm. and it's taking all this to make to be their equal. They're just born this way, right? <laughs> so right. it's crazy. Well, and he, yeah, and you know, to kind of go along with that, you we were talking last week about the, um kind of the the how they got there right and you know here it talks about the iron golds mickey mm-hmm. says they called them iron golds they were hard men they stood lean and fierce upon their battle cruisers they lay waste to the armies and republic fleets of earth what creatures they were it took generations of eugenics and biological tampering to make them forced darwinism yeah so it sounds like 
it was a little bit of um it sounded like it was mostly like breathing right you know that they were created the iron golds um and so it's you know i guess for me i've always found it interesting to try to think about what the timeline would be for this so right. let's say that you know how long did it take for the iron goals to be created because they had to be there to overthrow earth you know from yeah. luna and all that kind of stuff which that was 700 years ago right um so then yeah you're just, like you're thinking mm-hmm. if this is if this is us in the future how far in the future is he saying it i don't know it's just kind of interesting to think about yeah. because um, have the iron gold started now <laughs> is there like a a place where there's like some beings who i mean some humans who like are like keeping it all in the family and like making themselves better and better and better right yeah. right so it's just yeah it's interesting to to think about that and it's also just also along to kind of tie it back into what you were saying is that what took generations to do mickey is trying to do mm-hmm. in a matter of months right um so and on one hand, it's pretty, yeah, um, it's not surprising that it's that it's painful and that it's difficult, um, and but it's also pretty amazing, too, that they're, they have the technology to be able to, right. to do all of that. And we kind of get a little bit of why Darrow doesn't, like, why he does make it and why the 97 others didn't make it, because he was bit by a pit viper when he was a baby, or right. not when he, when he was young. Right. And he thinks that his uncle sucked the poison out, which I know we talked about. And Mickey's like, no, that's a myth. He can't suck the poison out. He said, your heart had to adapt to the poison. And it's he's, he describes his heart. Mickey describes Darrow's heart as like a horse's heart. Right. Um, it's stronger. It's better. And that's pretty much the reason why he survived the carving. So. Yeah, it's interesting that they keep going back to... Well, it's interesting that they keep calling him... Or referring to him as a, a horse. Yeah. Uh, often, you know, because that's the other thing they're talking about too, about not being, not having to, or being careful about how hard to push him. Right. Um, too. So, yeah. yeah. So once he like starts to get into like his gold um, form, they, we also find out that they have to like do something to their bones. Their bones are five times stronger than like regular human bones or six times stronger or something because of the, gravity of somewhere well, they're I don't five know. times stronger like... than regular than regular colors um but then since the mars gravity is 0.3 of earth's yeah, gravity right, right yeah it's all really yeah. confusing like it is who did how did did he like think of that like who well, like did he like consult people be like well what would it be like if someone lived on mars could they do it like what would it be like and well and i think that um it kind of I don't I don't know if you've watched the Expanse at all on Prime, but just a couple episodes, yeah. But I mean, well, then you you saw kind of this the logic that they that the science kind of because the thing about the Expanse is that it's very much based on actual science, right? As right. we understand it, and so in that show, the Belters, they're people that have grown up outside of the outside of Earth's gravity, mm-hmm. right? And so they're a lot taller their bones are more brittle because they haven't had that force being pushed down on them all their lives yeah so like in actually one of the scenes that they're they one of the the government agents from earth are torturing a belter by just having him on hooks 
in uh, Earth's atmosphere because he, he couldn't stand and he was just hanging on these hooks under his armpits Ugh. and it was just like that yeah. was a torture. That's all that it was. Because, just trying to make him stand. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I mean, and and the idea. So I think going back to the point is that if you continue to grow and evolve in an atmosphere, you're going to slowly become that sort of thing just because you're going to, you're going to change because of the different atmosphere. Um, so, yeah. So if people from earth would go to Mars, they would feel very like lightweight. Yeah. They'd feel very, they, yeah, they feel very light. And yeah. Then, later on in the story, they go to another planet and like talk about how it's like hard to even walk because like, cause there's not enough gravity to even like stay on the surface. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else do we learn about here? <clears throat> well, I think this was interesting. In some respects, this is one of the places where I I appreciate Darrow. Mm-hmm. You know, again, we I I think sometimes I'm hard on him because I get tired of his inner like whining monologue right. that right. happens at times. But then also to hear the his determination to work through something like this. Right. And I also is it in this chapter where. Maybe it's the next one where they're talking about why he's doing this and who he's doing it for. That's the next one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's next chapter. But again, so we can talk about that then, but I, yeah. again, you can start to see that um, he's starting to realize the advantages mm-hmm. here. So I think it, like it's starting, you, you can see him starting to evolve his way of thinking. Right. So, and even like, so he's like barely like he's coming out of the, all these surgeries and he's feeling terrible. And like, he's got like, they put this new skin on him and like the pores are super small. He's itchy all the time. And, um, it's just like all this terrible stuff. And then he still like, he doesn't have his muscle mass or anything. He looks just like, um, I'm guessing just like a taller red. Right. Um, cause I think they do talk about gold being like, um, was really tall, right? Two, I guess, just like six foot. I guess I think they were like two and a half meters, maybe. Yeah, six to eight feet, maybe. Yeah, yeah, tall. Because they usually talk about obsidians being like the tallest and biggest, and they're like three. Yeah, three meters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Anyways, so but he's still like super. Like he's like if someone was in a coma for a long time and they're getting fed through a tube right. and he talks about like eating a hamburger and these thick creams and like it's right. better, better than anything he ever had before. Right. Like you got to get some meat on those bones. Right. Um, And then they, him and Harmony start to train together. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I guess she's like military kind of, I mean, she seems like very like military, military kind. So she's going to train him how to, so he can get his physical self back mm-hmm. to where, or to a gold. And they put him in this interesting machine, which I think of as like a, um, what's that virtual reality thing? Uh, mm-hmm. That company, like the biggest virtual reality company. Um, Oculus? Oculus Rift, yeah. They have like this thing that you like, it's like this round thing you get in and you like hook yourself up to and you can like run in it and it like senses all this stuff. Are you serious? I've never seen that. Oh, really? I've only seen like the things that you, like the goggles that you right. put on. No, it was like, I mean, you don't. It's like a something you stand on, and like as you run, it like goes around. So you're running in place, but mm-hmm. you're actually running. 
and you can jump in it and like there's something around your waist so when you up and down like the game that you're seeing sees you and you can crouch and stuff like that right um so it's like a very like immersive type of thing right i think i saw it on shark tank somebody was selling oculus made it and they were selling it for an or it was part of their pitch for something else i don't i forget okay like a training physical training video or program i forget mm-hmm. anyways so that's what I kind of picture. Yeah, it's like this. They use this machine that he goes into. He's he describes it as a suit of armor, but you, you get into this machine and this like gel goes around your body, and then you put on this like virtual reality headset. Right. And so even though you're in this gymnasium, it looks like you're on the surface of Mars, and this um, machine is constantly like fighting against you. Mm-hmm. So when you're running, it's like making you work extra hard right um but it's also like sensing every single like so you can basically it's, you feel like you're there right your body feels everything right um but in while it's happening you're making mu- gaining muscle mass right yeah because it's fighting against you the whole time right um so he does that that's the, called the concentration machine right and him and harmony both do it and at the beginning it's like he's just like i'm sore all the time it's horrible I thought the carving was bad. This is like horrible, you know? Um, And meanwhile, he's like getting all this, all these extra, not steroids, but like other types of chemicals and medicines and stuff to like make his whatever. I don't know. Right. Medical stuff. To make his This is like more stuff like, even if I tried to write this story, I wouldn't be able to because like, I don't know this stuff. Like how does even... I think that you, yeah, you know... I mean, you would have to do some research. Yeah. yeah. That sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but he says within two weeks of training, mm-hmm. he surpasses harmony. Right. Kind of, he said, that's when I sort of like realized how much I've advanced and how much I'm better than harmony. And then he said, even then I don't plateau and I just keep going, going, and going. And, um, Till he can crush rocks with his hands. Right. Hands. 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 The hands. He's got hands. <laughs> well, I think even after that, he talks about how oh, his right. hands are extraordinary, extraordinarily strong. So Yeah, he says, uh, um, even my hands, which were always stronger than the rest of me, grow more powerful in the concentration machine. With a simple squeeze, I can pulverize rock. Mickey jumped up and down when he saw that one. No one shakes my hand any longer. <laughs> and then a couple of sentences later, my hands move like lightning. Yes. When they hit the gymnasium, gymnasium's human-shaped punching bag, it leaps like it's been struck by a scorcher. I can punch through it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it is kind of cool. Like I picture like a um, a montage, like a Rocky montage. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. with like um, flying high now. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is that song called? Um, not the either. Yeah, it's the um. Getting strong now? Is that the which is the one from four? Rocky Four? Is that that one? I'm thinking of like there's something about like a yeah. heart. My heart goes on. That's what yeah, that's <laughs> my heart <laughs> of a stallion goes <laughs> on. <laughs> He's got the heart of an Italian stallion. <laughs> oh man, um, Rocky Four training song. <laughs> Not important research happening yes. right now. Uh, man, what is it? Man, I will never know. It just says training montage. But it's that it's that getting strong now one, right? The one that you said a little bit. I I can't remember. There's so many of them. Oh, I'm thinking of Hearts on Fire. 
Hearts on fire. Isn't that Strong one? Strong desire. <laughs> right? That's Rocky, right? Yeah. Is that... Which one's that in? That's Rocky IV. <laughs> I just like see him pushing a wheelbarrow through the snow in Russia. Right. <laughs> right. He's lifting those rocks. Yeah. He's doing... He was doing... Uh, What's that called? Before it was cool. With the ropes and the uh, tire flipping. And yeah. Extreme gym. <laughs> Rubik's Cube Extreme. <laughs> CrossFit. <laughs> CrossFit. CrossFit. He was in CrossFit before it was cool. It's true. Um, okay. What else happens here? We also meet Evie. Evie. Well, she's kind of an important someone to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, Evie was a girl that he met a couple of chapters ago, one that um, he saw with Mickey who had wings. wings yep. um, and she's the one that's kind of been taking care of him, giving him baths and talking to him. Or no, not talking to him, just like doing whatever is needed. Right. We find out that she's a pink, right? which um, they don't talk a whole lot about pinks. Like there's not a whole lot of interaction in these series about with pinks, just a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, what a terrible, terrible life that would be yeah. thing. oh my goodness a pink is like they're for prostitutes yeah basically yeah um and the next chapter there's another we, there's another pink that's a main kind of a main person in the story mateo. mateo yeah um so yeah evie is someone kind of important to remember um mm-hmm. but near the end of this chapter we see mickey start to like distance himself from darrow once darrow starts to take like his full form when he gets all his muscles and mm-hmm. i think darrow notices that and i don't know why he does this at the end because you would think Darrow would be like super grateful and maybe this is him just being like um protective using his power for what he thinks is good at the very end of the chapter um, mickey's talking to him and mickey's like look at what i've made you know you're so amazing you're beautiful and he stands up and he grabs Mickey's hands so that Mickey can't move. And he says, be kind to Evie. Don't make her dance. Give her a plush life or I'll come back and pull your hands off your body. Right. It's just like kind of a weird thing to do to the person that just made you. Right. You know what I mean? Like he, he seems like he doesn't have enough gratitude for, well, but he's like, okay, I've got all this strong power now. Now I'm going to use it and I'm going to make sure that Evie is taken care of. Right, I think it could be one of those things where, you know, somebody who all of a sudden receives power then uses it in a way that is not the the, the way that it was intended. Um, I think a lot, the first one that comes to mind is in the original Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, when he finally figures out he has these powers and he goes and fights in the ring and right. then chases down the guy that he thinks shot his uncle. Like, right. he uses it as, you know, as revenge. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a little bit of what Darrow is doing here is that he's, I mean, I think he's frustrated with Mickey continuing to refer to him as his creation. Mm-hmm. And Darrow's like, mm, I mean, I, I, I think... They're saying, no, this is me. I'm a person. Right, right. You know? I'm not yours. I'm not yours. I'm not one of your Yeah, I'm not one, one of your not, toys. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's one thing that has continued to be frustrating to him. And also, I think he sees EO in EV. And I mm-hmm. think that for him, he's like, okay, I wasn't able, I didn't have the power right. to protect EO. 
I have the power now to right. protect Evie, and I want to be able to do that. So it, again, I think it's yeah. a little bit of a taking a gift or an ability that you've been given and using it to quick check off a almost a vendetta mm-hmm. list that you have, um, whether it's appropriate or not. Right, right. So, yeah, I can see that power pretty quickly going to your head. I mean, right. I can pretty much do what I want now. Right. It reminds me, I don't. I can't name a specific movie, but I feel like it's like a thing where like, I picture like a scientist doing an experiment on somebody. And, you know, the scientist is like, oh, I don't think we should do this. But, you know, the person's like, just do it. You know, I want that whatever power. And so the scientist does it. And then the guy turns into this terrible creature, you know. You're talking about the Incredible Hulk. Well, I was thinking of the Incredible Hulk because we just watched that. <laughs> you just but, described the scene for Abomination. I'm also thinking of <laughs> I'm also thinking of Red Skull. Wasn't he created by the other guy that was, like, using the Tesseract? He, I just think no. of, like, you, you, somebody does something to you and makes you something more than you were before. And immediately you kill that person. I don't right. need you anymore. I'm right. going to kill you. I don't think that guy dies in the Incredible Hulk. Does he die? Yes. Maybe he does. I yes. just watched it two days ago. I know. He did. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure he got, like, stomped on or stabbed by a bone. Yeah, yeah. You might be right. That was It was hard to watch that movie. <laughs> I think I find it funny that you're sitting here. Like, I'm not sure what movie it is, well, but then like you like scene for scene described. I knew I was describing the Incredible Hulk, but I just didn't know that the scientist died at the yes, end of I'm it. I'm pretty sure they did. Okay, but there's got to be other movies because I feel like I've had that before. I saw that movie, like this idea that like, okay, you made me better than I was, and now I don't need you, so I'm just gonna kill you. Like, yeah, I break out of my bed and punch you in the face and right. I'm off to destroy the world. Right. Don't even get me started on the incredible walk. <laughs> what's that gonna what's that guy gonna do? Now he's the abomination. You can't live a life that way. He like goes down to the streets and just starts throwing cars. Like it's such a terrible like <laughs> he, has, he has nothing to do. Like <laughs> there's no purpose. <laughs> At least the villain in Iron Man, even though he just like walked down to the street and started whipping cars, he had a purpose. Anyways, so don't don't get me started on that. <laughs> you have to listen to our other podcast episodes, me and Melody. I'll go into that more about the Incredible Hulk. Oh boy, is that like full of fun? Fifteen minute rant yeah. about that? No, not really. Um, so yeah, Mickey becomes scared of what he's made, right? Um, because he's scared of golds, I'm sure, right? And so now he's he's turned this little boy into a gold, and uh, like a mouse into a lion, yeah. He really has. Well, and that's um, what it, it says. Like he oh, smells yeah. like he smells like fear, primal terror, like a mouse cornered by a lion. And I think that like that's just. Well, I, I think it's Brown's way of saying that Darrow has recognized that the mouse has become a lion. He's right. become the lion, yeah. and and then Mickey was didn't realize what that was going to look like. Right. Yeah. Right. He was expecting probably like. Um, Dare to be like in his servitude, right? Yeah, yeah, his goon, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's it for chapter twelve. Yep, with a threat, <laughs> with a very Wookiee type of threat. Yeah, <laughs> pull your arm off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for Matt for being here. Yeah, tune we'll in next here. week. We talk about uh, chapter thirteen. Lucky number 13. Bad things. (gasps) Be safe. Be courteous. Bye. Bye.
alligator.